What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of That's My Biz with Pamela Renee and Ginger. Say what's up, Ginger. What's up, y'all? Okay, so this week, we're going to kind of piggyback off of our mommyhood, mommy entrepreneur, mommypreneur <laughs> episode. I think we did part one last time. So this is going to be part two, as you will. And in this one, we're going to talk about collaboration and presentation and how much that kind of matters because it does make a big deal don't you think I do it's so important but before we hop into that I do want to kind of touch on our book of the month I know that we you know we're just starting out some people may have already gotten their books some may not have some may have read a little bit but Just want to kind of touch on it a little bit, remind you guys that we have been reading Laziness Does Not Exist by Devin Price. And I don't know about you, Ginger, but this book basically slapped me in my face and told me, look, girl, you're doing a little bit too much. You need to slow it down. (laughs) Like it truly was like procrastination. That's not a thing. Multitasking is definitely not a thing from what this book is telling me, which I deem myself like the multitasking queen, but I guess I'm not. (laughs) So what did you think? I'm thinking the same things. And you know what? The title is really relevant right now because I haven't gotten too deep into the book. But, you know, as she said, laziness doesn't exist. So I do plan to definitely pick up on it because it's a good book and it's definitely an eye opener and it's something that makes you look at yourself and take a deeper evaluation, a deeper dive into you because it's so easy to judge other people and how they move. But what about yourself? Good book. I agree. And actually, because I know you said you're having a little bit of a hard time reading it. I know you're a busy woman, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a business owner. So maybe the audio book might help you because I know that's what I'm doing. I have the physical copy, but I started with the audiobook because I can listen to it as I'm working. And even while listening to it, I'm still catching gems and I'm still like kind of stopping in my place, like, whoa, you just read me for filth, like, goodness gracious. So that might help you. And I know um, I actually got my copy of the audiobook on a free trial. Um, subscription with Scribed. I don't know if you've heard of that company before, or if you have an audiobook um, subscription already with anybody, but they do have a free 30 day. Um, and I can actually link it in the show notes for anybody who may want to get the audiobook version instead of the physical copy, because who knows, there may be somebody else out there who's equally as busy as us and not have time to physically sit down and read a book. So I'll make sure to link that. But it's definitely a really nice listen to, especially while you're working and moving around and everything. Um, and sorry, y'all, I just want to apologize in advance. The pollen has been kicking my butt and my voice is just a little bit scratchy. So if y'all hear a little sniffle, a little <laughs> anything like that, it's just the pollen is trying to take me down, but I'm not going to let it, y'all. I'm not going to let it. Um. I do want to go into our topic though. First, I do want to hit on collaboration, which is pretty much what we're doing with this podcast. 
we had our own podcast before. You know, you had Voice of the Makers. I had I Need a Moment. And we decided that it would be best if we kind of came together and joined forces and, you know, kind of expanded our audience because we were kind of talking about the same thing before, um, but not identical. But a lot of what we do um, kind of meshes well. Like you work in jewelry, I work in clothing, two different realms, but we're both running our own business and we're both like learning the ins and outs of it. We both had several fails and we've had several successes in our businesses thus far. And on top of that, we're trying to hold down a household. We're raising these children and we're trying to maintain our sanity and put in a little self-care in there for ourselves. So we decided to kind of come together because we felt like we had a lot that we could give to other people, um, as well as you and I, we kind of give each other things every now and then. We'll hop in each other's DMs and be like, hey, cuz, have you seen this? Like, I think this might be able to help you out. I saw this the other day when I was scrolling or, hey, I just saw this link. Maybe you could use this with your stuff. Like, we even help one another out with our businesses, which is amazing, in my opinion, because a lot of people I see, um, they kind of think badly about collaborating. They think that by you helping somebody else out, it's going to take from them. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that there's space for everybody to shine. Um, for instance, I, like I said, have a clothing business. I support so many other t-shirt lines, clothing lines, like all of that. I promote them, I repost them because I truly love the brand. And I actually had somebody hop in my DMs and they were like, hey, you mentioned this person a lot, but y'all kind of do the same thing. Like, don't you think that's going to take from you? And my reply was simply, no, because what's for me is for me and what's for them is for them. I truly rock with them. I believe in them. I love their brand. I've purchased from them with my own money. I'm not looking for nothing for free. I want people to know about this dope brand that I found. So I'm going to promote them. I see nothing wrong with that, but a lot of people are like, oh no, that's going to take from me. I can't, I can't, you know, shout anybody out. I can't repost them. Yes, you can. (laughs) You really can. And honestly, that can open more doors up for you whenever you do, you know, genuinely support other people, because that will lead to collaborations by me simply reposting brands that I believe in and supporting them, whether it be a repost or a purchase or whatever it may be, that's led to me collaborating with so many people. Um, For instance, Jess, um, we mentioned her before, but I've listened to her podcast for years. I've read her blog for years. Genuinely love her, love what she puts out and all that. And from there, I now help her with her digital content for her podcast page, collaboration that strictly came from just genuine support. I rock with her, she rocks with me, and now we collaborate on a whole nother level. It's really that simple. There are so many other people that I've collaborated with as well. There's people who 
I have done IG lives with as like a, I'm actually doing one in a couple of days with another content creator. And we're kind of teaming up together as um, we're doing an IG live on, you know, just creators in general and the life of a content creator. Um, it's just, I feel like it just opens so many doors for you whenever you collaborate with others and genuinely do it. Don't be fake about it. Don't be like, oh, well, maybe if I do this with them, I'll get something out of it. No, that's not how that works. You don't have to think I'm gonna get something out of it. No, just like really, really genuinely rock with them. If there's a brand out there that you truly love, support them. If you do want to end up collaborating with them, because I know you've done a couple of, um, uh, collaborations with other um, makers out there and done different lines and everything with them. Collaboration. I'm sure that it didn't just start out with, hey, I can give you this. What can you give me? I'm pretty sure y'all are probably rocking with one another for a little while, weren't y'all? Exactly. And, you know, collaboration is my word for the year for 2021. And mainly because it's something that I want to work on. I feel like it's definitely important. I think that you master it. I admire that about you. And that is probably the main reason why I felt like you would be the perfect fit to team up with and to talk about entrepreneurship it's because we had that commonality in so many ways. And also because of the fact that, you know, I want to work on that. I want to work on that. And so why not go to someone that does it? And like you said, you do it genuinely. You don't do it with the intent of if I promote her or him, I'm going to get some of their followers or they're going to shout out me. You know, it's just one of those genuine things, because especially on social media, people are looking for genuine love out there. You know, if if I take a, take time to make a post, um, whether it's a picture, whether it's um, some type of outline and someone comments, shares, they didn't have to do that. You know, you can scroll and keep going and just not even pay attention. But if you took the time out and said, you know what, I enjoy this so much that I want to share it on my platform with my followers and my supporters, that makes that person feel like, wow, what I just did, what I just created is connecting. And you're going to form that bond. And there is a, a little tricky side to that where, you know, you do have, especially the bots that slide in your DMs and say, hey, I'll give you this for that. And so those type of collaborations, you do want to be leery of because it's like, you know, do you even know who I am? Do you know what my brand is about? Do you even like jewelry? Do you even like clothing? Like a lot of times people go by your numbers how people interact with you, how often you post, and they feel like you're the top candidate to promote their brand and their business or whatever it is. But it has to be genuine in order for it to even come off as authentic, you know, in order for people to be able to relate. And when it comes to collaboration, as you mentioned, energy, good energy means a lot. Being able to not always have the same identical thoughts about a topic or a situation or how you go about business, but being able to relate and being able to give grace and say, you know what, Pam's strength is, you know, collaborating or Ginger's strength is um, how she pr presents her product. You know what I'm saying? So 
I think when you recognize that, then the collaboration is more genuine and you understand each other and then other people will understand the mission of the collaboration. And it's not gonna be perfect. It's gonna have times where you're like, you know what, not today, <laughs> not today or not right now, because with everything else coming going on, I'm just not mentally there. But you know, when it's just right, it will flow and it'll just be a good thing. So I'm all about collaboration. I really am. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And also, I think like another thing with collaboration is it can be something simple as, hey, I am hosting this event. I think that you'd be a great um, fit to be a speaker for it or whatever. Would love to have you be a part of it. That's collaborating. Hey, I would love to team up with you to, you know, I'm, I really have this idea of this joint line that I would like to do just like a little special limited edition type thing. Collaboration right there. Like it's so many different forms. Um, but again, let it be genuine. Don't think, oh, I'm gonna reach out to this person just because I need something from them because they have such a huge number or whatever. Do they genuinely mess with mesh mesh? <laughs> Get that word out. Do they mesh with you? Does their vision align with yours? Like you can't just reach out to somebody just because they have a huge number. Because yeah, they have a huge number, but will their audience like whatever it is that you have to offer? Because if not, that huge number means nothing for you. It means nothing at all. Now, have you ever collaborated with someone and you felt like this isn't gonna work? Like maybe I didn't read this right. You know how they say, read the room. Has there ever been a situation where you were like, uh, I have to figure out how to um, pivot out of this? Um, or are you pretty good at having that discernment of who you could collab or support? Usually I'm pretty good. I cannot recall anything out of the top of my mind where I've teamed up with somebody and I'm like, ooh, I regret this. Because usually a lot of people that reach out to me or that I reach out to, it's been people that we've like followed one another for a while and we've kind of talked to one another for a while in our DMs or text messages or whatever. And we both were just like, oh man, I love what you do. So it hadn't really been one of those, oh, I'm gonna need you for this. Let's see what you can give me. You know, it hasn't been anything like that. So nothing that I can think of, honestly, no. <laughs> so you're not out here freestyle collaborating. You're just like, like if it's something you like, maybe you'll share it. You don't know that person. But for the most part, it's where you've built or established or you've just been following their brand. You're like, you know what? I'm going to share this plant page. I'm going to share her body butter because I like it. I like her. I like the messaging, you know. And I've tried the product, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. Like there have been a lot of um, different pages and stuff where I have maybe reposted somebody's work onto my story. And it was just because I liked the way it looked. I liked mm -hmm. it was a pretty picture or whatever. Um, but that wouldn't necessarily be somebody that I'm collaborating with per se. I just like their aesthetic. And I thought, hey, maybe somebody else might like this or I might want to see it. Um, back whenever COVID, like, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic and everything like that, and everybody was supporting a lot of Black-owned businesses and stuff, any Black-owned business that I came across that I thought 
my audience might find of use, even if it was something that maybe I wouldn't be able to use, but I know how my audience is because I, they've been my audience for years. Like a lot of them are not my audience per se, like, and I say that with air quotes, but a lot of them are friends or family or people that have turned from followers to acquaintances. So I kind of know like what they do and don't like just from following one another. So I reposted a lot of stuff just to kind of spread that brand's um, reach so that, you know, maybe I can't use it, but maybe somebody else who follows me might see it and like it. And I've actually had people reach out to me and they're like, oh, thank you. I saw that you reposted so-and-so the other day, I actually ordered from them or thanks for that information. I was actually looking for somebody who did X, Y, and Z. It wasn't something that I needed, but I had a feeling somebody else might need it. So I did that. Um, I did that a lot in the beginning of the pandemic and I still do it um, now, but not as heavy as I did it before because I've created a whole by Black directory. So I kind of feel like I've done my due diligence with kind of spreading the Black owned businesses. But still, if I do see something, I have no business. Hey, yeah, have no business. I have no problem. (laughs) I I have no problem reposting them so that other people can see this business and they might possibly purchase from them or utilize them in some way. Now, I never really explained to you why I chose the word collaboration. It was mainly because I've in the past had a tough time with it, not really knowing exactly when to do so, you know, not knowing if I was big enough or if it made sense, you know, as far as our brands being aligned. And sometimes I've even gotten caught up as I have to promote Gemini Fly, you know, and a lot of times when you go to people's pages that are brands, that's mainly what you're going to see their brand, you know, Gemini Fly, whatever the brand is. However, it took me seeing other people take their same platform and share it and talk about other people to say, oh, you know what? What, how is it going to kill me if I do share another brand? But just having that thought process that, oh my gosh, if I share another brand, am I going to lose out? Are my followers going to take that dollar and shop only with them and not shop with me? You know, it's that fear there. And so I don't always think that the collaboration pushback is because people are trying to get something out all the time from people. Sometimes people are scared that they may lose, you know, because it is a tricky market um, out there when you have a brand, a business, a woman-owned business, a woman of color-owned business with that fear of she may not buy jewelry from me and her, or she may not buy a shirt from, you know, like you to me, like I've always told you, you are a special type of person because the average person has one brand that they stick with for certain things. Like I get all my shirts from this person. I get all my body butters from this person and all my candles from this person. And I think that goes to some type of loyalty, air quote, thought process. However, you're teaching me that that's not the case. I can love no pressure just as much as I love another uh, shirt or clothing line, or I can love Gemini Fly just as well as I love another jewelry line, you know? But I think once you acknowledge that that is something that you need to work on, then you start working on it. That's how I really feel. And that's my transparency because it's not like I just 
went through the dictionary and said, oh, collaboration will be my word. No, that is a place that I honestly struggle with. And I'm still working through it because I also go off of vibes. You know, I'm a Gemini. I don't know if people are in astrology and zodiacs like that out there that's listening, but I, I have to interpret people's tone, even through text messaging, even through DMs and things of that nature to see, you know, how we should go to the next level with our conversations or whatever's going on. Sometimes it's, it's too much, but it's, it's a part of me, you know, that's how I can't see you, you know, we can't fellowship right now. So I have to go by the language, the wording and all of that. So collaboration is, it's, it's in the process, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm here. What can I say? baby steps at least you're taking those baby steps to get there so that's you're doing something you know (laughs) that's more than nothing but I know um and I think you and I have even talked about that how you were talking about like your tone and stuff like that because I know a lot of times via dm and text and stuff like that sometimes it's kind of hard to really read a tone like sometimes I read something and I'm like "Mm, is that a little hint of an attitude going on like hold up but then I have to check with somebody and I'm like read this real quick is this before I react is this attitude or not (laughs) so sometimes it isn't just you because girl I'm an Aries I'm not even a Gemini but even me and I'm like real fire like I'm a fire sign so if I sense some kind of attitude I'll pop off but I've gotten a little better at kind of going back a little bit thinking okay before I pop off is this what I think it is? Now, if I find out that it is, <laughs> pop off. <laughs> but if not, okay, all right. Let me calm down a little bit. Let me calm down. So I definitely get you on that tone. I get it completely, girl. <laughs> Listen, for a long time, all caps used to get me exclamation marks, like a ton of them behind a sentence. And oh, okay, would drive me crazy. Like, what are you, are you trying to cut our conversation off? Did I say something that warned you to say that's the end? <laughs> you know? Girl, I don't do the all caps. The all caps, you're either yelling at me or you're really excited. And depending on what you're saying back to me, I'm going to think you yelling at me instead of being excited. So <laughs> take that all caps off. Hey. <laughs> Girl, I get it completely. But I think another thing, um, that kind of goes along with collaboration. Um, well, I don't know if it really goes along with collaboration, but presentation. I've had a lot of people that have come to me with asking me questions on, okay, so how can I present this um, to others? And I'm so sorry about all that noise. There's like all these motorcycles and stuff outside. Y'all, it is clearly almost summertime because people have been out riding their bikes like crazy these days. Um, But I've had a lot of people who have come to me and they're like, Pam, I love your branding. How do you do it? Like, what can I do to make my presentation just really pop? How can I grab people's attention? Like, I feel like I'm just not really doing it right. It's very simple. Like, I feel like less is more. And in my opinion, you don't really have to go above and beyond with your presentation. I think making sure that your pictures are clean and crisp, that really makes a difference. And making sure that they're consistent. Um, 
you don't want to, you know, one day have, I guess, uh, I don't know, like a picture that is full of streetwear. And then like the next picture is like super, super classy and dolled up. Your people are going to look at you and be like, what's going on here? What are, what are you selling me? Are you selling me like the real street wear type deal? Or am I about to go to the Met Gala? Like, what are we, what are we doing? That'll confuse people. So I think that if you stay consistent with your branding, if you have a business or if you're starting a business, have your brand colors. Because a lot of people, when they see those colors, they'll be like, oh, I know who this is. I've had people tell me, so many times that they know my stories on IG before they even look up and see my name or see a picture of me in my stories because my colors are consistent and the fonts that I use are pretty much consistent and the style in which I repost things consistent. And they're like, I, I know this is Pam. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, that's Pam. That makes such a huge difference. And I can tell that as well. Like there's there's a um, creative agency um, called Clickbait Creative that I follow. I always know when I come across their IG stories because they have, their brand colors are like this, kind of like a muted lime green, a uh, black, and I think white or like a creamish color. But I always know their stories because I always see that green. The font is always the same. I just know it's them. Same with several other people. I know their pages. I know Mama Photog before I even see her name. I know Black Diamond Gems before I even see her name. Like I know it because they stay consistent with their brand. They have the same fonts, the same colors, the way that they present their work to you. It's the same. And that matters so much because it keeps your audience, um, it keeps them interested. They know what to expect from you almost, um, but you're still kind of serving them something different every time that you're posting, but they know I'm gonna get this type of look each time. And they know what you're about. They're not confused with what message you're trying to deliver to them because they're not seeing 10 billion different things at once. They're consecutively seeing the same thing over and over again. So they, they know what your vibe is basically. So I think that matters so much, at least in my opinion, it does. What do you think? I'm a little on the fence because I do know there was a time, maybe a couple of years where you were kind of visually drawn into pages that were curated a certain way. Like they had a certain color pattern, um, like you said, brand colors, and you could almost expect certain posts to come up from this particular brand. And I thought that was beautiful. I actually have tried it. And there, honestly, there were times when it kind of overwhelmed me. Because now, though I love to look at things that are aesthetically pleasing, I also will look at a page where I am connected with the person, no matter how they, they post, you know what I'm saying? Or if they have their brand colors or fonts, whatever. But I do get it. But I think there's, like I said, a fine line from the curated and the fine line from the I'm connected. But as long as it's consistent, that word that you said to me makes a lot of sense because, you know, we're telling stories, virtual stories. And it's like a, a ever-changing resume that we're putting out daily or at least once or twice a week, you know? And I feel like, even though you need to have some type of rhyme to the 
reason you have to make sure that it's authentic more so than anything, because some people just aren't good at it. Like, I think I'm decent. I think some people are terrible. I think you're fabulous, you know, when it comes to, you know, how you present yourself far as a look on your actual page and your stories. But I think the consistency is like, there's one person, Krista David, my art friend that I love that she does this coffee pour every morning. And there was one time, especially when uh, the pandemic first started, that she was doing it consistently. It was something that I was like drawn to every morning. Like I have to see her take this beautiful little vase and pour the coffee in and slowly pour, you know, and melt the coffee down and just hearing her voice and talk about her day and her plans. It was just like, oh, I'm, I'm ready for story time. Let me get my coffee. You know, it's not going to be in this vase, but let me try to get with the program at least, you know, and her page. Yes, it was curated, but not to the T where it was like, I, I knew what to expect, but just her presence and being able to say every morning, I'm having a cup of coffee with Krista. You know, it it pulled me in. So I think if you're going to have a brand, if you're going to have anything, you must show up on social media. And it's tough. It's tough because it's something that you have to do daily. And it has to have, uh, again, a rhyme to the reason. So you can't, you can fall off, but you can't fall off to the point where people forget about you because they will. Because Instagram is constantly moving on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. So since you know that the algorithm is all over the pe- place, you don't want to pause so long that now you don't even show up, you know, and you have to start all over again, go back and say, hi, I'm still here. You know, you just don't want that. Another thing about presentation is a lot of people have this fear when it comes to how much of themselves do they need to show you know, you have your introverts and your extroverts. So how do you feel about that? Because some people get on and they can go live. They can show their face every day, whether it's made up or it's no filter involved. And some people, they rather show their hands or they rather just show their products. Well, for me, um, I am an introvert. A lot of people can't tell that from my social media, but I heard this the other day. I cannot recall who said it but I heard this the other day on somebody's story and they were like I'm really an introvert what you see is me and my phone like this is just my phone I'm just talking to my phone I'm just posting to my phone I'm not in front of people it's me and my phone so that's why it may seem like I'm not that much of an introvert but I truly am if I was out and about I wouldn't be all in your face and all that stuff because I'm it's not just me and my phone then it's me and a room full of people That's not my vibe. Um, Another thing is really, we have to remember that we only know what people are posting on social media. I think a lot of times people think that because somebody is posting, you know, what they're eating, what they're doing, um, might post their kids or whatever. People think that they know that person's life, but that's just a little piece of their life. There's so much more going on behind the scenes. And I think a lot of times that we as a follower need to realize that like, we don't know everything. This person might desperately like be, have stage fright. They might really be such an introvert that they just cannot deal with a lot of people in their face. But 
whenever you see them on social media, you might think that they're such an extrovert and that they love people that you could easily run upon them whenever you do see them in the street and be like, oh, hey girl. No, don't do that to people. Seriously, don't do that to people because it will terrify me. I've had people who are like, oh, Pamela Renee. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Don't do that. Please don't do that. That, mm -mm. (laughs) I love y'all. I really do. But I'm so much of an introvert and I low-key have anxiety at times. That would probably scare the mess out of me. And it has scared me before. I'm just like, huh? And I kind of go into my hiding and I kind of like just continue to walk away. <laughs> so don't do that. You, you guys have to realize there's the internet and then there's real life. Two different realms, really. But like you were saying with the girl who does the coffee pour, um, that is not exactly coffee, but um, Maddie James Every morning, I know that I can expect to see her at her fridge putting water in a cup. And she asks, um, she does a little poll and she's like, have you had your eight ounces already this morning? And it's like a yes or a no, or girl, no, I have it. Or yeah, girl, I'm already on it. Like she does that every morning as a part of presentation. Now the rest of your story may be all over the place or whatever, but I know every morning I'm gonna see that one post from Maddie no matter what. Same thing with um, Black Diamond and Gems. She doesn't really show her face too much in her stories. She does show it, but I actually watched a live with her the other day um, that she was on and she was saying how you can easily tell a story with your hands. And she was like, think about it, you guys. Whenever you see my stories, what do you see? majority of the time you see my hands you don't see my face all that much because I don't really like being in front of the camera like that she was like I'm camera shy so you'll see this shot of me carrying my coffee cup to my desk in the morning I put my coffee cup down you see me typing you might see me with a camera in my hand you'll see my hands more than anything but you know you'll still see a part of me she was like but you don't have to see my face just to know that what I'm doing. You don't have to see my face to know my brand. You know, I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense because I still know what she does for a living. I've seen her work. I know she's good at what she does. I don't have to see her face to know that. That's just like with Amazon. We don't see Jeff, what's his name? Jeff Bezos. We don't see him all the time. I honestly just found out what he looked like, like maybe a year or so ago, whenever it was that he was going through that divorce stuff, whenever that was. That's whenever I finally saw what he looked like. I didn't know what he looked like before that. I don't even think I knew the guy's name before that. But I still shop with Amazon. So you don't have to put your face out there. If you are camera shy, if you don't want to be, if you just don't want to be the face of your brand, period, and you just want your brand to speak for itself, that's okay. But your presentation still has to be there. You still have to be consistent to some point Now, again, with how you were saying about the curated pages and everything, I know some people who they like plan their pages to the T. I'm talking about like one girl I used to follow years ago. She would do like these color block series and um, she's an influencer and a lot of her stuff would be clothing. So like the nine, the first nine posts would be nothing but yellow in it. So she would be wearing something that's yellow, the background yellow, like, excuse me, something in some form would be yellow. Then the next shift, 
will like shift into orange and shift into red. That takes a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of dedication. I don't have that in me. I don't have that in me at all to do. But you can still be consistent in other ways. With my page, I show, you know, my kids. I show me creating content. I show how-to videos. Um, I'll show myself. I'll show my nails because I love getting my nails done. Y'all know y'all are always going to get a nail fee from me anytime I get a new set. That's how I'm consistent. My colors may be different, might be a different background, but you'll consistently see that type of content from me. So that's another form of consistency with your presentation. One thing I do try to keep in um keep the same though is, like I said earlier, my fonts that I use. If I have any kind of fonts that are on my post, I make sure those are the same. Um, if I am using a background color, it's either going to be black or it's going to be my yellow for my content creation brand. If I'm on my no pressure page, you're going to see black or you're going to see that maroon color. It's going to be one of those. If I am creating something that has to have some kind of background or so, but I'm not so far into the curating where it's going to give me a headache because like I tell so many people especially clients of mine I'm like look if this is causing you strife if you are no longer having fun with it then take a break because it shouldn't be this difficult and I think a lot of people overthink it that's why I say like keep it simple it's really all about keeping it simple clean and concise that's it I also feel like presentation can come off, especially when you're a product-based business and your packaging. That is a great place to show your personality, to show a, put a little piece of you out there so that your client, the person who bought it, they, they feel like they know you, you know? Um, I used to do personalized um, notes, mm -hmm. thank you notes um, that as my business grew, that became a little excruciating on my hand, especially since I hand make everything. So y'all know now why I don't do too many handwritten notes because I make a lot of things with my hands still. But, you know, if it's writing your name, you know, sometimes people just want to see your penmanship or putting a little pamphlet with your face on there or with your brand on there or a little gift. Those are ways where you can definitely show people how you show up for them or how you present your products to them. We all get those packages from some of the big box brands where it's just what you ordered. You know, maybe you get the purchase slip, but you don't get a thank you card. You don't get a gift. You don't get a discount code or anything like that. And I feel like sometimes small businesses go way over and beyond with putting a lot of love into their packages, especially nowadays, because now, because of social media, you get to see other people's um, products and how they package everything. Also, when you order from them, like both of us support small businesses. So we get to see firsthand. And that's another way that you can come up with ideas for yourself. Like, oh, I like how Pam did this little playlist on the back of her thank you card. I think I'll make me one. You know, it's OK. Though That's how we learn. That's how we grow and make things our our own. Um, email language, DMs, that's another form of presentation and it's high key important. You can definitely win business in the DMs and in emails. Um, I have definitely 
gotten some custom work through emails. I've also gotten some wholesale business through emails. And I strongly feel it wasn't just because they liked my brand and they thought it would fit with what they were trying to do. It was because how I was um, receiving of it and how I responded to it, how prompt I was, the language that I use, saying things like, thank you, sincerely. I'm, I'm more than over, overwhelmed that you would even consider me in my business to, you know, wholesale from or to do custom work from. So it's definitely, it has to have some thought in it. And just think of it as if you work for a company, have the same type of attitude for your own brand. Don't get too laid back and lax just because you are handmade, because honestly, people expect that. People expect for you not to be professional, not to show up for yourself because you're not, air quotes, working for a big box company or brand. But that's when you should go over and beyond. Because guess what? There are tons of people that have jumped into this game of being an entrepreneur and they are showing up and they're showing out. I see it on the reels uh, when I get orders and all of that. And language. Before I, I throw it back to Pam, let's, let's talk about language. Depending on your brand, you know, how professional it is or how laid back it is, that may be how you want to communicate to your um, your audience. So if you want to say my client or my customer or my homegirl or homeboy or queen, king, sis, bro, get your language together and make it consistent across the board. Because I may call Pam my homegirl, but then this lady who has a boutique in South Carolina that wants to carry Gemini Fly, I may not call her my homegirl. We may go back to you know, her, her name, using her formal name or something of that nature. So always, you know, keep in mind your language and that you are a brand. So you need to be just as professional as that company, that big company out there. I agree completely. You got anything else about presentation, Pam? Um, presentation also does not have to cost you a lot. Cause I know that you talked about packaging and everything like that. Y'all, I shop on sale whole lot like I'm all about saving a coin um I've shared this before and I'll share it again I use sticker mule for a lot of my packaging for my products for my poly mailer bags for the packaging tape that I have the stickers that I have I use sticker mule now when you go on the site you may see one price but one thing I always tell people is to sign up for their newsletter because they have sales so often you can get 50 stickers for like more than half off what the original price is. Whenever I see those sales, I rack up. Even if I'm not low on something, I'll still order. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm gonna need it eventually. So let me go ahead and save my coins, rack up. It doesn't have to be expensive. And I think a lot of people think, oh, well, if I get something custom made to fit my brand or with my brand name on it, it's going to cost an arm and a leg. It's not always true. It, that's not always the case at all. The other day I had, um, I got a personalized stamp made for um, no pressure. Legit cost me under 20 bucks, probably less than that, but it was definitely under $20. And that stamp alone all you got to do is get a little ink pad, stamp, stamp, stamp. Like, it's so inexpensive. Now, there are some things that may cost you a little bit more. But overall, 
it does not have to cost you an arm and a leg. You just have to do a little bit of research, find the right, you know, companies to go to, to get your stuff made. And that's it. But you got to put that work in and do the research. I think so many people, um, when they start off on their journey of starting a business, there are some people who are all about, oh, I'll do the research. I'll figure it out. I'm learning along the way. And then there's those other people who are like, oh, I'm going to just ask so-and-so because she's already done this. I'm just going to get the information from her. Look, don't do that, y'all. Now, everybody who knows me knows I have no problem sharing. If I know it, I have no problem sharing with you. But if I start to feel like I am giving everything to you and you are not doing any kind of research on your own to try to figure anything out, not typing anything in Google, not reading a book, nothing, I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna be like, look, I can't answer any more questions unless you're going to pay me for this. I can no longer answer any more questions because you gotta do the work yourself. I could tell you everything I know, but that's not gonna help you be successful if you're not putting the work in also. And so make sure that y'all are doing that, putting the work in on the back end doing your research, doing your due diligence. What works for me might not work for you. So yeah, I said, I use sticker mule. You might see sticker mule and be like, mm, I don't like that. Okay, do your research and find what works for you. So that's what I feel about that. Y'all stop picking my girl's brain for free on all this information. <laughs> do the work. No, for real. You got to do the work. Y'all got to do the work. I will help you, but you also got to put that work in. <laughs> but I think I've done a pretty good, a pretty good episode. We dropped a couple of gems. I know um, if you guys have any questions, any feedback, any input, anything, you can always shoot us an email. We'll make sure to link our email in the show notes. And it's that's my biz pod at gmail.com. But again, we'll have that in the show notes. Or you can even hit us up on Instagram at that's my biz pod. Um, and hit us up with a DM or whatever. Please make sure that y'all do leave a rate and review on Apple podcast, go ahead and subscribe, like favorite, whatever it is on your favorite podcast networks that you do not miss any of our future episodes but before we go what have you been listening to ginger what you've been rocking out to while you over there creating up your beautiful work thank you well on my instagram story the last two posts i've been sharing vinyls like you put me up on this new record player that i absolutely love it's so vintage feel i got it from target and I had to get some new albums. So I'm listening to Al Green, Greatest Hits. Love me some Al Green. Kind of in an old school vibe. And I've been listening to some Tina Turner. Her special. She has a special out on HBO. I haven't seen it yet. She's in it. Which is good. I love documentaries where the actual person is in it. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard great things about it, but I was doing some work here in my office and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on some little Tina Turner and get in the mood, you know? And I love collaborating to old school music anyway. So that's what I've been tuning in to. So, what have you been listening to over there? 
Well, lately, I'm really big on playlists, y'all. I used to make my own playlist and I used to drop one every Monday, but I really felt like y'all weren't like feeling it like I thought y'all would. So I kind of stopped that because it was super tedious trying to curate a playlist every single week. But my homegirl, Erin, Erin B. Creating on Instagram, she's been putting out these bomb playlists lately. And she dropped one probably about two weeks ago called the Stimmy soundtrack. Cause you know, everybody got these stimulus checks out. <laughs> that playlist, oh my gosh, I play it daily. It literally stays in rotation because it really makes me feel like I'm just getting to the money, you know, like over here while I'm either working my nine to five or creating content for my clients or working on no pressure orders. I put that playlist on and I'm just like, oh yes, the money is coming to me. Yes. Like I really feel it. So that's what I've been listening to lately. And there's legit, like there's some of everything on it. Um, she has, like she went back and has like Mace on it. She has some ODB on it, some Drake, um, some Lil' Kim, some Kendrick Lamar. Like, it's a little bit of everything. So any song that you think might make you feel like money, make you think about getting money, make you feel motivated anyway, it's more than likely on that playlist. So that's what I've been listening to lately. Um, oh, y'all, I hope that I get over all this, whatever this pollinate. I just, I hate this. So I'm so sorry, y'all, that I sound like this, but it's going to be better soon. Um, <laughs> but I think that pretty much wraps it up. Is there anything else that you have that you want to add on, Ginger, before we go? I definitely need to check out that playlist because I want to be getting to the money like all the time. So thank you for sharing that for me. And thanks for collaborating with me on this episode. Of course, girl, I will forever collaborate with you because we just, we vibe, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, y'all, we will check, well, not check out, but we will be back with y'all next week. Make sure to tune in with us every Tuesday on your favorite podcasting network. And again, make sure that you hit that subscribe, like, favorite button, whatever it shows on your podcast um, app. Make sure you hit that so that you don't miss our next episode. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Welcome to the Music Jones Podcast, where we discuss music topics from artist to xylophonist, from hip-hop, soul, to R&B, jazz, funk, disco, to country. Well, maybe not country, but we cover it all. We'll talk to local artists, tastemakers, influencers, DJs, producers. We'll talk any and everything about the culture. Check us out on Thursdays, wherever you get your podcasts.